Good health is a crown worn by the healthy that only the ill can see. Your health really is your wealth. Join us for the next hour as we explore disease and attaining and maintaining good health. This is Dischem Medical Monday, brought to you by Dischem. Time has just gone 10 minutes past 10. I'm Kathy Kayla and thank you so much for joining me. And uh, this, as you heard, is the Dischem Medical Monday program where we talk about all different medications and how we should be taking them, what we need to know about them. And uh, today we're going to be talking about antibiotics. Before I get to that, though, let me just uh, say thank you very much to my engineer, Craig Guthrie, to my super slick, amazing content producer, Harry Seleke, and, of course, thank you to you. For, uh, for joining me this morning. If you've got any questions, any comments, if you'd like to engage, if you'd like to speak to my guest, if you've got any questions about any medications, you are welcome to. And here's how you get in touch. You can send a text message on SMS. Those SMSs are charged at vast rates. And that number is 34519. You can also send a Telegram message if you have the Telegram app, and that is free. And that number is 61 895-1019. You can also give us a call on 0101403020, but it's actually best to, to do the text. So uh, let's talk about antibiotics. And joining me in <coughs> studio this morning is David Kahn. He is the pharmacy manager at Linksfield, in, at Diskim Linksfield, in the neighborhood. Hello and good morning. How are good morning, you? Good morning, Kathy, and morning to our listeners. How are you doing? Doing great, thank you. Do you think that antibiotics are overprescribed? Absolutely, yes. Okay, and, and that yes. was just game Medical Monday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's just talk about what are the why. Do doctors just like playing why? it safe? That they just say, well, you're not. If we just prescribe a broad-spectrum antibiotic, it'll take care of anything that might be brewing, even if something isn't. That is correct, and that, that's been the, the traditional way of medical practice. Is, is to throw a broad-spectrum antibiotic at a suspected infection in the hope that it's going to be cleared without further testing. And that has contributed to um, a problem in healthcare that is developing. And we euphemistically refer to it as the post-antibiotic era. Right. Meaning a time when antibiotics are no longer effective. We're getting there. No. We're getting there yeah. fast. Yeah. Right, because no. you get um, antibiotic-resistant uh, organisms. Yes. Now, the antibiotic is a very broad term. Yes. Um, you are looking at treating bacterial infections, fungi, fungal infections, viral infections. Oh. So all of those anti-infectives can have resistance developing to them. So it's, it's not only the the penicillin or the erythromycin antibiotic. It's every single sector within the class. Uh, my understanding yeah. is that antibiotics don't treat viruses. No, antibiotics don't. But I'm, I'm saying that an, an antiviral drug uh. is in inverted commas, an antibiotic to kill a virus. Ah, as in yeah. Yeah. bacteria, yes. fungi, yes. fungi and uh, yes. viruses or biotics. Yes. So anything I mean, that is anti. Yes. Yes, okay. We, we are 
ingesting chemicals to kill living cells or organisms within our systems. And it's like antivirus software on your computer. Except. The developers of the viruses yes. are forever testing those boundaries. It's a form of warfare. So, Okay, do antibiotics distinguish between beneficial bacteria and pathogens and pathogenic no, bacteria? No, they don't. No, it doesn't discriminate? No. Okay, no. so basically so it's it like out. using the, the, the antiviral software. It's actually installing antivirus on your system and every time you run it, it wipes out all your software. Correct. Okay. Yes. Just checking yes. that yes. I'm picking yes. up what you're putting down. Yes. Okay. So then your your system recultures with bacteria, whatever organisms live within our our digestive system, our bodies, and suddenly there's a genetic change, and they have developed a resistance to that antibiotic. And I had a conversation with somebody two weeks ago. Um, I want my azithromycin. I always keep it on standby, but it doesn't seem to work as it used to. Well, funny that. Yeah. Um, so people like so, some people like to keep it in their medicine chest as if it's panada, just in case, and then they swallow it, and it's contributing to the problem. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, can can you get azithromycin off, off uh, without a prescription? No. Over the counter? No. Okay. Yeah. So our, our prescribers are a little bit lenient sometimes. There is a developing trend, and they are starting to encourage. They will issue um, two prescriptions to a patient saying, take this for your symptoms, and if after four days you still aren't right improving, then use prescription number two, which is for the antibiotic. Um, you see that I can't see that working, especially in our some people are in our community because yeah. moms are very, very, and I am making Under a generalisation. But we don't like our lives to be interrupted. If our child has swimming tomorrow afternoon, for the social elements and whatever, we want them to participate. We don't want them to have to sit in bed. So we're going to yeah. phone up our doctor and we're going to say, hey. You know, we, or we're going to make an appointment. We're going to go in, and as we walk in, we're going to say, "Listen, he hasn't got a temperature. Or he has got a temperature. This is what we need. Can you please write me a script?" For, for I mean, I'm, I'm making fun of it, but I, th I think that that is a scenario that happens often, where doctors are often told by the patients what they should be prescribing, and just, you know, you've got this really overburdened. I'm not, I'm not um, blind to the fact that our, our doctors are very, very much burdened. With, you know, they've they've got to see a certain number of patients every day just to pay the rent and the insurance and whatever. Yes. So it's the whole system is just not it's not working. Yeah. But yeah. I think that it's just easier if a mom, you know, also it's a, it's a peace of mind. Don't worry, my child's on an antibiotic; it'll be fine. Mm. What's the alternative, yeah. David? I think we proved the alternative during COVID where infection control was hugely focused on and simply wearing masks prevented the spread of infection. Our society has to change and it doesn't only apply to humans. About 70% of global antibiotic consumption is actually 
agriculture. Yes. Because antibiotics are used in GMOs. to keep and to to keep animals healthy, but at the same time to improve growth rates. Because if you if you destroy a certain percentage of digestive bacteria, you get a better um, economical benefit out of food. Right. So your so your milk production. Right. So. I mean, it's so true what you're saying. I mean, the hormones and things, you know, for anyone who doesn't, who hasn't really thought about it, only pregnant cows give milk. Therefore, in order for that cow to pay for itself and for all its, I don't know, to to be a viable business proposition, you know, it's in the interest to keep the cow in a state of pregnancy. And so they are just packed with hormones. It's the same with chickens. Most of the chickens that we eat, you know, a six-week-old chicken is not a fully grown chicken. But in um, in industrial farming, they've pumped them with so many hormones that at six weeks it looks like a fully grown chicken, which is why the bones are very brittle. When you often when you buy a chicken in the supermarket, you'll find the legs are broken. Gosh, this is a depressing conversation. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> okay. So, and other aspects around that is um, wastewater management. Yes. Agricultural, human, hospital. Um, Talk me there, through that process. There's huge. Well, where do where do the antibiotics and the resistant bacteria go in the system? They oh, get so, so they get excreted. They get flushed, yes. Okay. Yes, so that feeds into... Our, our wastewater. Our wastewater, which feeds into our rivers, which feeds into our ocean. So it's, it's, a, it's a cycle. So that's another huge aspect that needs to be managed. Right. If, you, if you've got any questions, if you have any comments, we'd love to hear from you. Join the conversation. My guest is David Kahn. He's the pharmacy manager at Diskem Linksfield. I'm Kathy Kaler. This is Diskem Medical Monday. Get in touch. Send me a text on 34519. You can send a telegram, either text or a voice note, if you like, on 061-895-1019. I've got a question to ask you. Is your shopping list longer and your time shorter? Diskem Delivered has you covered, from healthcare essentials to baby food, beauty and toiletries. Whatever you need, Diskem Delivered has you covered. You can download the easy-to-use Diskem app and shop over 10,000 products. Oh, my gosh. And you'll get them at in-store prices, and it'll be delivered to you within 60 minutes. Now you can relax while Diskem delivers your essentials to you. It's that simple. Diskem Delivered, from Diskem to you, Diskem Pharmacies. Better health starts here. This is Medical Monday, brought to you with compliments of Discam. I'm Kathy Kaler. This is Discam Medical Monday. We're talking antibiotics. When last did you have an antibiotic? Won't you let me know? Three four five one nine. That is the text line, or zero six one eight nine five one zero one nine. And what what do you feel about antibiotics? Is it Something that you always have a supply, especially if you're traveling, because I actually don't think that it's a bad idea if you're going to be traveling to have a small amount of some broad spectrum so that if you're in a foreign country, you know that something's wrong, you're running a temperature and you're still sick after you've run a temperature, you know, take your antibiotics. 
I think that that is that would be prudent and that would be responsible, but don't take it all the time. So somebody who, forget my opinion, get the opinion of the professional, and the professional in studio at the moment is David Kahn. He is the Diskem Pharmacy Manager at Linksfield, at Diskem Linksfield. If you've got any questions, 34519 is the text line. Let me know what your thoughts are on antibiotics. Are they good? Are they bad? Are you on antibiotics at the moment? When last were you on antibiotics? Were you on broad spectrum? Does your, what does your doctor do? Does he make you jump through hoops before he, before he's ready to write a script for antibiotics? Or do you kind of just phone him up and he says, don't worry, just come and collect the script. I'll give you six months supply. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> 34519, that's the SMS line. Or 061-895-1019. All right, David, let's talk about antibiotics. So you said that they are, Broad spectrum. Antibiotics treat bacteria and fungi or fungus. Antibiotics, the, the, the term antibiotic is more referring to bacterial infection. Right. So to differentiate within the, the classes of drugs, your antifungals are also a form of antibiotic, but they kill a fungus. Right. And your antivirals are going to kill a virus. Okay, well, let's leave okay. the virals so out of this all, because that's yeah. not the kind of antibiotics yeah. that we're talking about yeah. anyway. Okay, so you want to focus on bacterial. But the ones that okay. your doctors are really likely to prescribe. Yes. You know, you've got, okay. uh, I don't know, what kind of fungal infection? Something under your nail, maybe. Well, it's normally, with antibiotics, they'll add an antifungal to prevent thrush instead of just going for a probiotic to protect against what the antibiotic does to the so system. So instead of taking one antibiotic, you're now taking two? Yes, yeah, and a lot of people insist on getting their dose of diflucan when they get their, their antibiotic Is prescribed. Is that what it's called, diflucan? Yes, that, that'll be to prevent thrush. Um, so they'll take that and not realizing that there's about an 8% resistance to diflucan developing at the moment. That's how extreme that is becoming. All right, so what would, as a pharmacist, what do you know would be best practice when it comes to antibiotics? Best practice would, if you present as being ill and you have a temperature, yeah. firstly would be to have a blood test for your infection marker. And that will, if your infection marker is high, that implies that you have a bacterial infection. I think within the next few years, you're going to see rapid tests like we had for COVID, where it'll differentiate between viral and bacterial and get a much quicker result. Then you know that you have this develop infection, developing infection. Is your immune system going to take care of it within the next few days or not? Then, you, then it needs to be monitored, and if the situation is worsening, then an antibiotic needs to be prescribed. Fair enough. If you want to get in touch, you've got any comments, anything that you want to share with David and 125,000 other people, this is how you do. You can send a text to 34519 on SMS. You can send a telegram on 061-895-1019. And uh, Marion, thank you so much for your message. You can hashtag be like Marion. And she says, hi, David. I took antibiotics for a bladder infection. It was one dose and cost close to 300 rand. Why are they so expensive? Great question, Marion. 
Why are antibiotics so expensive? Well, they aren't also expensive. No. Um, it could have been treated with a much cheaper option, much more cost-effective option. Uh, um, are we getting back to the generics? Not not necessarily generics, no. Um, you are referring, I presume, to Eurizone, one of its generics, and there there are other more cost-effective choices to a bladder infection. Um, there are over-the-counter remedies that could have been tried before that. Simple citrus soda to alkalinize the urine, which makes I'm it sorry, but it, uh, sometimes I think death is preferable to drinking citrus soda. <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting stuff. <laughs> okay, all right, moving on. <laughs> okay, just scrap, just scrap that from the moment. Okay. Yeah. Um, there, there, there are more cost-effective options to that, but people like to take the bomb because it's single dose and it's convenient. Oh, so, so instead of taking, they could have had a three-day course of ciprofloxacin prescribed. So they would have, they would have had to take a tablet twice a day for three days. It would have cost about under 30 rand. So you're actually paying for the convenience of a one dose, of a single dose. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, when we weigh up convenience versus, you know, versus feeding our need for instant gratification, you know, the instant gratification is not serving us in any way, shape or form. I mean, it's, mm. it's, a, it's a crazy thing. Yeah. All right, so let's talk so, a little bit more about some of the other antibiotics, David. Um, all this. So what are, what are the common names that we should be looking out for? And, and something else I want to ask you is when you are prescribed an antibiotic, you always get a probiotic that's prescribed with it. Well, most doctors will, right? Yes, yeah. What would be the point in taking them together? Surely if you take your antibiotic at the same time as you take your probiotic, anything that's activate, active in that probiotic is going to be killed by the antibiotic. Certain probiotic formulations can be taken with the antibiotic. They are, they are resistant to the effects of the antibiotic. Certain probiotics are actually spores of bacteria that have to pass through your stomach yes. into your lower digestive system before they, they activate. An example? So, um, Would it be a... Interflora. Oh, interflora. Interflora can be taken simultaneously. Your ruterinas need to be taken at least an hour after an antibiotic. Um, and who would tell us that? Would the pharmacist hopefully, tell hopefully us the that? pharmacist. Yes. Um, there's a new, well, it's been on the market in South Africa about two and a half years now. A very easy word called enterojemima. Enterojemima. <laughs> yeah. that, that is a... It's a, it's a liquid vial of probiotic which contains the spores that yes. like I was referring to. So that that's good for general gut health um, as a probiotic to be consumed with antibiotic therapies as well to protect your digestive flora can be taken like the interflora simultaneously. Do you know what you just so. reminded me of? When I was a kid, whenever we were on antibiotics... My mother used to make us have raw, unflavored, unsweetened, plain 
yogurt. Yogurt, yes. Because of the the acidophilus and the the bacteria yes. in there. Yes, and that works. Funny yeah. that, hey? Yeah. But uh, yeah, but then your yogurt's got to be proper live cultured yogurt. And Aren't most yogurts yeah. live cultured yogurts um, today? I think some of their claims are a bit dubious. Yeah. Okay. Um, just also something else. We were talking about food and how antibiotics can be in our food, specifically with our, you know, our live livestock. Yes. Whether it's chicken or whether it's cows, beef. Yes. Um, they get injected with these antibiotics, and yes. that's one way that we are ingesting them as well. Yeah. There, there are washout periods, yeah. as in an animal may not be slaughtered for whatever duration is recommended by yeah. the suppliers of the antibiotics. Um, yeah, our food, our food is a big, big um, concern, I think, generally. You know, with, with when they're putting in pesticides into the actual DNA and into the actual molecules or the molecular structure of the plant... You can't, you know, if if you spray a, pestif- a pesticide on my apples, right, I can wash my apples, and yes. I do wash my apples before yes. I eat them. But if it's part of the molecular structure, there's nothing that we can do to get rid of that pesticide. You know, we're told that it's safe and it's this and that, but I don't know. I'm not so convinced. There's lots of conspiracy theories out there. Oh, okay, yeah. is that what it is? Oh, God, I hope yeah. so. And <laughs> how do we judge? I don't know. I don't know. I'll let I you know in five generations know. when Correct. my great great grandchildren yes. have 25 toes. Yeah. All right, you want to get in touch with us? 34519 is the SMS line. Those SMSs are charged at 1 Rand 50, or at VAS rates. That means whatever your cellular provider charges you to send an SMS. You can also send me a telegram on 061. Eight nine five one zero one nine. I'm Kathy Kaler. This is Diskem Medical Monday. My guest is David Kahn. He's a pharmacy manager at Diskem Linksfield in the Neighbourhood Centre. We're talking about antibiotics. I would love to know from you. Are you how often? All right. Let's let's ask this question. Have you been on antibiotics this year? And if so. How many times this year have you been prescribed antibiotics? Let me know. You got the numbers. 34519, that's a text line, or 061-895-1019. David, you were talking earlier about, you know, um, if you're running a temperature, you should go for a test and you should find out what it is so that the antibiotic can be more specific. Um, if you'll indulge me. I would like to share a story about my my own experience with antibiotics. Uh, when I had my kids, I was living out on a farm, very much hippie lifestyle. You know, I wanted to use essential oils, and my children had to see the horizon, and we had goats and chickens, and it was the most wonderful lifestyle. Very, very impractical if you have small babies, just an aside. But... My my first child, my daughter, had her first antibiotic prescription. She was four months. It went against everything that I believed in. Everything. Now we're putting antibiotics, you know, I know that uh, 
your immunity starts in your gut, the better your your gut bacteria, the stronger your immune system is going to be. And here I am basically giving my child this anti antibiotic, which is wiping out any gut bacteria that she has. It'll sort out her ear infection, which is causing her a lot of pain, but it's going to just, we'll, we're basically resetting her whole system. I wasn't happy with that. Two months later, now she's six months old, she gets the ear infection again. I have to take her back to the doctor. Doctor prescribes. Now it's the second dose of antibiotics, and she's only six months old. I'm thinking, there has to be something that I'm doing wrong. There has to be another way. This is not normal. So my childhood doctor was the most wonderful pediatrician, a man by the name of Dr. Jack Cussell. And I phoned Dr. Jack, and I said, well, I made an appointment to go and see him, and I took my, took my daughter, and he said, if you don't want your child on antibiotics, this is what you have to do. When your child has a temperature, if it's a baby, you give them something called Impaped. Impaped is a suppository. It won't take away the temperature, which is the body's ability to fight infection, but it'll keep it from going into dangerous levels. Right, so Impaped suppositories. You then take the child off all sugar, all milk products, and you keep them in bed. Okay? Um, you go back to A, B's, and C's. Apples, bananas, and carrots. Those are your natural foods that you give them. And you let that temperature run. At the end of 24 hours, you either have a child who has a stronger resistance because the, their own immunity has kicked in through the temperature and has killed whatever the infection was, the pathogen, or you have a child who needs the antibiotic. Both my children had their first, well, I mean, that throughout their childhoods and teenagehood, they, they didn't have antibiotics because of that. <coughs> and it's just the temperature. So why do we mm. treat temperatures? We think that a temperature is such a terrible thing, but it's how we fight infection. It's how we fight infection, but if a temperature spikes too high, you can have um, seizures. Seizures, yes, and very strange mental behaviour. Yes, relating to that—that's sort of as you approach the brink of seizures. So it is critically important to control temperature around infection. So it's it's a bit of a catch twenty two situation. But keeping it below a certain yeah, yeah. level. Yeah. You know, I mean, I can also remember, I mean, hot, what's it, a cool, a cool cloth <laughs> yes. on the head. Cold compressors. A cold co compressors, and I I'm remember. dressing, dressing down. It used to be put into lukewarm baths. Yes. I mean, nothing is more unpleasant because it's neither hot nor cold. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, there was also something with vinegar. I think vinegar and water and on a cloth on the, on your joints also helped bring the temperature down, which was, I don't know. Yeah. You know, these, these yeah. home rem remedies. I think it's just slightly faster evaporating than water, so it will have a cooling effect. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. But, that, but yeah. that's that's one of the things yeah. that happened. Yeah. But I know, mean, what... It, it does work. What, what do antibiotics do, actually? 
They kill they, all they, the bacteria. How do they kill bacteria? They kill them by preventing them from replicating their DNA yes. or by preventing them from being able to digest their own foodstuffs or by preventing them from generating new cell walls. So they can't build their structures. So by denying, as per Dr. Kussel, denying sugar, you design, you're, you're denying them their major source of nutrition to grow and multiply. And yeast, so you can't develop yeast infections because they haven't got food. Correct, yeast needs yes. sugar. Yeah, and I mean, you you get your simple xylitol, is an artificial sweetener, yeah, which is indigestible to bacteria. So, some of your nasal washes contain xylitol because really? you're flushing out, and you are denying the growth of bacteria naturally. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay, when would you not mess around with, um, you know? Obviously, letting a temperature ride out is a—it's a good thing if you have the time, and it's not something critical, right? Yes. So when yeah. when would you say don't mess around and go for an antibiotic, David? If you're struggling to breathe and producing copious amounts of mucus, yes, them, okay, that that's that's life-threatening. Um, my real-life story is in February I lost my father to pneumonia and he was admitted to hospital with a highly resistant strain which is normally only found in hospital which was an absolute mystery to the doctors wow. and they had been treating him with first line antibiotics and I mean they, they can't throw the the heavy guns without knowing what's going on but unfortunately, because he had come into hospital, they didn't know to look as such. So he had a superbug? Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. What do you mean by yeah. first-line antibiotics and second-line? How many lines are there and what goes there, into there, which line? There are newer antibiotics that are being developed at a slower rate, and they are reserved for specifically identified infections. So you need time to do cultures in the labs, in the hospitals, to know with undoubted certainty that if you use that antibiotic, it's going to clear that infection. Yeah. And those antibiotics are protected from general use. They could be used generally, but then we're just going to exacerbate the situation. Right. And we'll have multi-drug resistance to the next generation. Well, exactly. Well, yeah. we've seen it with yeah. tuberculosis. Yes. I mean, an, an antibiotic is a silver bullet. You're putting a chemical into the system to kill a living cell within our systems, but it has to not kill our own cells. Are some antibiotics carcinogenic? Have you heard that? Um, no, no. Not, not specific yeah. types, but I've seen it mentioned a few times <coughs> Excuse yes. me, um, yeah. that... Antibiotics are yes. or can be carcinogenic. Um, chloramphenicol, which was yeah. the, the generic name is chloromycetin. Yes. That contain that can cause aplastic anemia, which is a form of cancer. Um, it used to be used orally. Now it's only restricted to use in the eyes. Yeah, so it's it was used, used for, for fungal 
No, bacterial. What's the bacteria? It's an antibiotic, yeah. Yeah. So that that's one example of that, yes. A little, um, yeah. Um, Mavis, getting in touch, she's listening to us in Israel. Hi, Mavis. Uh, she says, are antibiotics always needed for strep? Great question. If you have a strep, strep throat. Yes. Strep throat could be indicative of so many different things. Yes. Encephalitis, yes. All, all kinds of things. Yes. Um, great question. So if you have a strep throat, should you always get an antibiotic? Yes. Okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it's a simple, simple yes. Simple maybe. yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. So the times that you shouldn't mess around is if you have a strep throat, antibiotics. Yes. But what happens if it's a strep throat just from COVID? That it's not it's not a strep that's As related a, to anything. A secondary infection. Yeah. 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 That can be very critical as well. So it does need to be taken out. Okay. All right. You want to get in touch with your questions, your comments? Three four five one nine is the text line, or zero six one eight nine five one zero one nine. I'm Kathy Kayla, and my guest this morning, the expert in studio. As you can hear, is David Kahn. He's the dispensary manager at Diskem in the neighborhood in Linksfield. Get in touch, 34519. That is the SMS line or message on Telegram. And that number is 061-895-1019. You can also send an email, if you like, on air at chayfm.com. I've got a question for you. Is your shopping list longer and your time shorter? Diskim Delivered has you covered from healthcare essentials to baby food, beauty, and toiletries. Whatever you need, Diskim Delivered has you covered. Download the easy to use Diskim app and shop over 10,000 products at install prices that will be delivered to you within 60 minutes. Now you can relax while Diskim delivers your essentials to you. It's that simple. Diskim Delivered from Diskim to you. Diskim Pharmacies. Better health. Start here. This is Medical Monday brought to you with compliments of Discam. Time has gone 10.47. I'm Kathy Kayla. This is Discam Medical Monday, and thank you so much for joining me. In studio with me this morning is uh, dispensary manager at Discam Linksfield. His name is David Kahn. He's no stranger to you if you have listened to the show previously. We've been talking about antibiotics, and I'd love to know from you, in the last year... Have you been on an antibiotic? And how many times have you been on an antibiotic? We're talking about, you know, are they overprescribed? Do they sometimes, you know, maybe you don't need them. Maybe we're taking them too soon before we've actually run through the whole process of our own body's immunity, ta- letting our own body's immunity take care of whatever the infection or the pathogen is. So get in touch with me, 34519, that is a text line, or on Telegram, 061-895-1019. We're going to be wrapping up soon, so if you've got any questions for David, it's not only on antibiotics, it's on any medications, actually, then uh, get in touch now. So Carol, Carol Z, she says, David calms me without any medication. Three exclamation marks. Three. That's how serious she is. Thank you. I love and adore him. (laughs) Thank you. Thank Carol you, Z. Carol Z. That's the loveliest thing. Okay, so talk to us about building up our own 
immunity because ultimately that's where we should be focusing, right? Correct, yes. So how do we do that? Um, there's quite a few products out there, dietary as well. Yes. Consuming garlic. Yes. Garlic is nature's one of nature's antibiotics. Yes. Um, tea tree oil. Tea tree oil can be used as a mouthwash, can be used in nasal sprays. Um, your oral products covering um, Moducare. Moducare is a brilliant product. What's Moducare? It's a, it's a, it's plant sterols and sterilins. It's extracts from pine bark, and um, oh. it boosts the immune system. There was some incredible research done at Stellenbosch in the late 80s, early 90s, around its effects on HIV. Wow. Um, but any against any viral illness, it, it has really good immune-boosting properties. Um, it's available in a capsule form, and it's also used in um, in that breakfast cereal, Future Life. That whole oh. range, they they added Modicare. They partnered with the product. Yeah, that's where I've obviously so seen the. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Modicare is a brilliant product. Yeah. And uh, as an aside, in some instances, um, rheumatoid arthritis patients seem to benefit from taking Modicare as well yes. as a supplement. Don't know why, but it does help. Dischem have got a brilliant, brilliant yeah. range of probiotics. And I know yes. because everything, uh, <laughs> anything wrong with my kids, from depression to absolutely anything, you got to up your probiotics. Okay, I know. Correct. I'm basically, yeah, uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> but probiotics, everything begins with your gut. Everything. So Dischem have got a very good range. I mean, I can't think it's, I can't think of the name, but it's red labeling. It's got like a gen, like a gen something. But there's a there's a four strain, there's a seven strain, there's a twelve strain, and there's a sixteen strain, where you've got where the probiotic has sixteen different strains of beneficial bacteria of probiotics, and I put my kids on that. It's unbelievable what it's done. Um, because here's the thing, and I know this from water technology, is that there's something called competitive exclusion. If you can fill your gut with so much beneficial bacteria, there's no room for pathogen to gain hold. And that's how your gut is ultimately meant to work. Have you heard of a fecal transplant? You know, I have, but it sounds just too disgusting. Okay, <laughs> okay tell us in the last three minutes. <laughs> that, that's something with a great future, and it'll it'll be a, a practice to harvest some of your own fecal matter prior to commencing an antibiotic, and then once you finish your antibiotic, to swallow an encapsulated form of that. Oh. So, yeah, in lay terms, swallowing your own poop to reculture your gut with what you was see, there. I knew and this was a mistake. Before. I knew this was a mistake letting you go there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's, I'm going to go with the probiotics, the 16 strain probiotics, <laughs> so I never have to have one of those antibiotics. <laughs>
No, I can't. <laughs> you know, when somebody says eat, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, David. <laughs> Give us some wise words before we before we wrap up. Wise words. Wise words. Stay healthy. Yes. That's Avoid a good one. contact with sick people. Also a good one. Wear the mask. Don't be paranoid about sanitizing. You need a balance of um, bacteria in our systems. Yeah, let your children play in the um, mud. Let your children play in the mud, yes. But around infected people, be extra cautious. Around stay in bed when you're sick. How's stay, that one? stay at home and stay in bed when you're sick, yes. And be very respectful of infection control protocols in hospitals. Um, just touching the bed, touching the table, the tray table where food is served to the patient. Oi. Um, washing hands upon arrival, washing hands upon departure. Not necessarily with disinfectants, just plain soap and water. Yeah, the soap and water is important. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. you can get along to Diskem and go and get yourself some nice hand cream. That smells pretty. Yeah, what sanitizers and soaps and hygiene does to our skin. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. David, thank you very, very much. And uh, if you've got any questions for David, you can get hold of him directly through Diskem in Linksfield. That's in the neighborhood center. He will help you out with any advice. I know I've taken in uh, a friend of mine and, yeah, Often people get hold of me to try and get hold of David. So I'm telling you that you don't have to get hold of me. You can go direct, direct to David. And I'm quite sure that there are many pharmacists at Diskem who can also, and who would also be very happy to help you out. So uh, thank you very much, David. Look forward to to seeing you in two weeks' time. Thank you. Always great to be here. It's always lovely to have you. you. And uh, thank you so much to you for joining me. Thank you to Craig my engineer. Thank you to Slick Seleke, my content producer. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Stay healthy. I won't be back next Monday because next Monday is the Jewish holiday and uh, we will not be broadcasting, but I do look forward to being with you the Monday after that. For Diskem Medical Monday, I'm Kathy Kayla. Be safe, be healthy. God bless. Bye.